so I want to I want to do a little bonus conversation for our listeners here, um, especially the ones that uh, just listened to our Takaya Young segment, and ask you guys this question. Clearly, I'm a white person, and you guys are not white people, um, and so what I'm going to say, maybe you disagree. Like I genuinely want to know, like your opinion as black men. I think that the way that we've discussed pol- like anti-police movements from a racial perspective is actively damaging because and i'm not saying that police haven't over policed black populations that that they have you know, not received the brunt of this but i think from the perspective of what makes them the most persuasive argument if we're saying that the problem with police is that they're har- harming black people in black communities well white people in white communities aren't really going to give too much of a shit like if that's the problem with policing yeah they might care about black people like as people but like if they don't and they're just like this problem isn't going to affect me even if they kind of care about it it's not going to affect them but what they don't what we aren't doing a good enough job of saying is yeah no they, they disproportionately fuck with black people but um they fuck with white people too like white people get shot by police too like they they can fuck up your life just as easily as they do black people, the same ability we're giving them to <laughs> destroy black communities, they can do that to what, especially poor white people who are the base of a lot of the people who are saying, oh, well, why are you making this about race and all of that? I think that there should be more anti-police advocacy that is racially agnostic. Um, and you don't really see that too much from the left. But you know, maybe that's my biased opinion as a white man, but I also feel like I, I speak a little bit better for the for the white people who disagree with our position on this. Hmm. Do you want to go first uh, or me go first? I'll go first. Uh, I think I mean I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time on this. I don't think that these two arguments are mutually exclusive. But you're saying they should do it more. I don't, I don't think they are, but they kind like like I don't see much anti-police rhetoric that doesn't involve race. So I think the well, this is one of my soapboxes here with the, the defund the police movement. I think that's kind of uh, race neutral. Uh, now, I think there's a problem with the phrase defund the police. I don't like it at all mm-hmm. uh, because because uh, if you poll like, you know, black communities, for example, and you ask them, hey, do you want fewer cops? The answer is no. It is like it is like it's like because uh, people when you hear, hey, we're taking away cops, what people are going to think is you're removing protection from my neighborhood and and that and they they and people don't want that. So what you have to do with defund the police is say, hey, you know, we're change the change it to, hey, we uh, we're giving you something like, hey, we're going to give mm-hmm. you more community uh you know, community events, we're going to have like a stronger bonds, we're going to have social work, we're going to have after school programs, focus on that, and not saying we're going to take cops away from you. And I think that's, that's a pretty good race neutral way to look at it. Because it uh, now the thing is, though, here's where here's where it, it's going to get tripped up, is that this policy, good as it is, and if it's ever enacted, it's going to affect minority communities more than white communities. So even if you don't say anything about race, people are going to see it. And then uh, I can see uh, if you're if you're going to be a conservative, you're going to be against it anyway. But uh, and also like the BLM movement had majority support from white people, if I remember correctly. Like I remember in seeing that. Like, it, yeah. If I am I wrong, Desmond? It didn't last long, but in the beginning. It, but it now, had but, support. Yeah, but now if you matter. put up a Black Lives Matter flag in, in a classroom, people say it's a political statement. 
Well, it is. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's, and that's that's. Per- I think that's perfectly fine. Hey, but... Fox News and Daily Wire spent a whole summer trying to make that a thing. So yeah, you know, they succeeded. And conservatives are always going to be against it. I mean, of course, and you're never going to convince them. But for you know, there's nothing you can do that's going to switch over. You know, a right winger to think, oh, this is great because you know they they love the government when the government is oppressing the people they don't like. That's a. You know, it's um. I think there's a there's two different ways that I, I see this. You know, there's the strategic thing that you're talking about, and you know that that's more or less like the lane that you were coming down with the question originally. Is is it strategic to be going after this from like talking about it just from the lens of race? But if we take a step back and ask ourselves, like, where do these conversations originate from? They're obviously originating from Black people, um, and you're not really thinking about strategy when you're really facing this problem you're thinking about just the emotional like stance of where you're at and what you are seeing and how this is being implemented and so when you're thinking about seeing people who look like you being killed again and again and again and again your mind doesn't really default to what's the strategic way for me to say the thing that needs to be said you just say the thing that needs to be said based on what you are seeing in front of your eyes. And we have all the data, so we show the data, and then we show the video clips again and again and again. And maybe you just assume somewhere down the line that I shouldn't have to tell a white person to care about this issue, you know, even though it's not affecting you as much. You just kind of assume that there's maybe it's a little bit of communal humanity there. And I shouldn't need to specifically say, hey, this affects you too, for you to care about the fact that it's affecting someone else the same way that, you know, we are not trans individuals, but we still care about what's happening to them around the country. You shouldn't have to tell somebody how that legislation might be affecting a cis person to get a cis person to care about what's happening to trans people. It's just, for me... I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that I should have to appeal to a white person and say, hey, I know this doesn't affect you, but please give me some sympathy here. You know, we should all just be a little alarmed by the fact that the government is taking people's lives indiscriminately whenever they see fit. So that's more or less how how I feel about it. So I understand the strategic argument, but at the end of the day, this really just comes down to the fact that you, honestly, you shouldn't have to be strategic about it. You shouldn't have to be like, either you care about injustice or you don't. And if you don't, well, then I don't know how many flowery things I can say to you in order to get you to care about it, because maybe you just don't give a shit about anybody but yourself in the first place. So I, I completely agree with you, Desmond, in that a lot of where these conversations originated, you know, are going all the, I mean, all the way back, you know, and, and you know, there's so much history to unpack with how a lot of these policies, a lot of these police procedures really go back to fucking you know, slave catchers, you know, back in the 1800s. And so a lot of these voices historically have been coming from black people and black communities. Where I do disagree, uh, TJ, you said that. And again, I, I will never, if, if a black person wants to speak their story and, and speak about the racial aspects of it, I will never you know, say that is wrong. What I'm saying is that I find it interesting because what, what TJ just said, if we fix policing, we it's going to disproportionately affect 
you know, black communities, minority communities, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because it will benefit them the most if they're currently the most disadvantaged by it. But you could say the same about socialism. You know, you'd say the same about anti-capitalism. Like capitalism disproportionately affects minority communities. Fixing capitalism will disproportionately benefit minority communities. But when I think socialism, when I think anti-capitalism, I don't think about race. It doesn't come to mind necessarily right away. But just, you know, living in America, when I think about anti-police movements, when I think about police criminal justice reform, it is so intrinsically tied to race. Even though I don't think it would necessarily benefit Black people to, to fix more than, you know, fixing the problems of capitalism. And I, I, I guess I just find it interesting. And I guess, you know, obviously the historical context is, context is why that is. But I, I wonder if it if it holds it back, you know, and then, I, that's it. I think the <clears throat> I think the difference is that the word socialism has a connotation that's generally outside the purview of your average American's thought of what it means, because to your average American, socialism is authoritarianism, a guy in a beret and a funny mustache coming with a death squad to shoot you. That's what they think socialism is. But when you talk about social policies like, you know, welfare, food stamps, people think black people. That, that's what they think. And so I think like because like there's no like there's no politician out there saying we need to seize the means of that, that's not happening. But whenever they talk about things that we actually can do or that that are, are that is within the Overton window that does disproportionately affect minorities, they absolutely do think minorities. And so that's why I think it's going to fall into that same category. And I think socialism is just. It's just so it's be most people don't even know what it is. And so they couldn't think about it that way. That, that's my view on that. Well, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that the reason that like you think black people when you think welfare is because of conservative propaganda and messaging. Yeah, it, it, well, that's exactly I, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. So like, like, like that's kind of like if they are tying it to race in order to win the argument. Shouldn't we be untying, you know, anti-police rhetoric from race in order to that, like? Do, do you see what I'm saying there? You know, and, I, and, and like I, you know, I, I think just find TJ it interesting. I think TJ, like you summed it up with your first sentence. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. That there's no reason why you can't consistently say the truth about how policing disproportionately affects people who aren't white while also talking about how policing affects people who are white. There's no reason why you can't do both at the same time. And I don't believe that we really need to be relegating these types of conversations into like, should we be doing one or the other? I, th I think looking at it through that lens is actually just, well, it's just kind of just, well, devaluing what we can do, which is just to tell everybody just how the system of policing in America, you know, it just, it really is just limiting everyone's rights to exist well okay let's let's do this better in this form because i am firing off on all cylinders right now we want to say blm's messaging or the idea of black lives matter and the idea of defund the police is a bad is a bad label on top of the great sentiment of what it stands for they don't want that shit regardless they and it and i don't mean to say they don't want it regardless they've never wanted it in the first place because and i hate when i bring this up but if all lives matter, then we wouldn't have had a civil fucking war over <laughs> slavery. Like I just, I, I can't wrap my head around like 
how would I package this? How, how do I package stop killing my people in a way that sounds good to you? Eventually, at some point, you're going to have to admit it can't be the message I'm giving you because if you agree with the sentiment, but the message being delivered is like hitting you in the wrong way, the people who don't like the way they receive that message don't spin it in a way that makes them feel comfortable. What they end up doing is saying, ew, that sounds horrible. I'm not going to do it anyway because you was never going to do it anyway. 